Hallelujah. I believe God is, is not done. God has a plan for the rest of this service. God just wants to reach into your heart and help somebody with something so simple, so elementary. But I believe God is wanting to make something that's very confound in your life right now that has you perplexed. He's wanting to make it simple with just this simple man coming up here and reading a few scriptures. 1 Samuel chapter 1, in verse 2, And he had two wives, and the name of one was Hannah, and the other Penina. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. Amen. Can we lay our Bibles down asking God to continue to move upon our hearts? Let God have his way in this service tonight. God, we ask you to minister, God. You know God, this is your plan, not my plan, but God, we ask you to reach down and touch us, each and every one. God of heaven, we ask you to minister in this house. Reach down, God, and reach down, God, and move in our hearts again and again. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's lift his name on high. Let's magnify him. Oh, great King, I love you, Savior. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My God, my God, I love you, Savior. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Very familiar passage, most of us knows what happens in the subsequent verses of Scripture. What we have here today is Hannah and Penina. And they have the same husband, Elkanah. The Scripture that we read tonight, Penina had children and Hannah had no children. Hannah sought after and desired to have children. It says in verse 9, So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh, and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord, and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And something I'll state sounds so simple. But the man of God and God, if you won't bring your need to the house of God, you can't expect something to change. Hannah brought her need to the house of God. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thy handmaid, but thou wilt give unto thine handmaid a man-child. Then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life. And there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spoke in her heart, spake in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard thereof. Heard, therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. 
And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunken neither wine nor strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. When you are serious about this, when you are dedicated to where you have given everything to God, people will notice a difference. I feel some are just trying to blend in and only make a difference when they come to the house of God. But God wants you to renew your commitment. Words you spoke in repentance, words you spoke at this altar or an altar at your home, or an altar at another church, at a camp meeting, a youth meeting. God wants you to renew that with purpose in your life. He wants you to put some purpose behind those prayers, and go to the house of God and make your petition made known unto God. And He wants you to come into the house of God, absent of the things of this world, and absent of the things that's trying to destroy you. And He wants you to make your petition made known unto Him, no matter what anybody else is saying or thinking, he's wanting to hear the words from your heart. Not the prayers people may be saying in your ear, but he wants to hear the prayers from your heart. He wants to hear your heart's cry. He wants to hear you say, do not forget your handmaiden, but give unto me a promise. And God today has given a promise to some of you, and God has allowed it to be in your heart. And you have reached down to your heart and you say, well, it will never happen. Other people have it. And thus, I will go on the days of my life barren. But God has come tonight to tell somebody in a simple, simple word, let your fruit be made known amongst your people tonight. And he will not deliver unto you if you will not make it known unto him. If you're too ashamed of the promise. What do you think God must think if you just think, I will just abide my days here and I will look upon my dear sister, Penina, blessed of children. I'll just look across town at churches having revival. I will just look at my brothers and my sister sitting there bringing visitors in. I'll just look upon their children walking in and praying back through. I'll just look upon their blessing, but no God is asking you to put some purpose behind the promise that you have in your life. Let the man of God reach down and say, what is wrong? What's going on? Let the word of God minister to your heart tonight, saint of God. You have become complacent. You've become comfortable. You've allowed things to become status quo. But you will go into the house of God once again childless until you come with purpose in your heart. There's a result of doing it. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. And Eli, Eli answered and said, Go in peace. One of the greatest words that you could hear tonight, if you will accept it from the voice of God, is go in peace. You're waiting for some powerful message to come and rip you out of a pew and drag you to an altar. But God is just asking you to obey the word of God tonight and go in peace. He's wanting to give hope in your life that has no hope. He's wanting to give peace in your heart that has no peace. You're lost and undone. You pursued it in the wrong directions. 
You look at the promise and it's covered in dust. And God's wanting you to dust it back off and go into the house of God and don't care what anybody else thinks or says about you, but you make your petition made known unto God. And it's not just a single action that gets the attention of God. Eli told her, go in peace. And the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. And they rose up in the morning early. Who's they? Hannah and Elkanah. And worshipped before the Lord. If you cannot worship God, don't expect the promise. If you can't put the effort in, you're going to stay the same way. And they worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house to Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. And wherefore it came to pass when the time was come after Hannah had conceived that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. God's got a name that he's wanting to give your promise. You think you know what it is, but it's not until God delivers it unto you that he will far exceed every expectation of the promise, that he will exceed everything that you can even think would be imaginable, that you would think, if I could just only... And you have this expectation of only. But God is saying if you would only. And his expectation of only is to give him everything. Stop having reservation. You're not the National Reserve. Stop trying to print money of your own salvation and say, if I buy this, it'll make me happy. If I have this in reserve or I do this, it'll make me happy. You will be miserable until you die, until you have the promise that God has given to you in front of your eyes or holding your arms, and it's deep within your heart. Until you commit yourself to God, you will be just another person sitting on the pew. But if you can't be consistent to the house of God, if you can't follow Hannah's example and walk into the house of God and say, God, hear my petition. I don't care what anybody else thinks of me. They may think I'm drunk, but I am weeping sore within my heart, and it's full of purpose. We find that Hannah, she bare a son. She called his name Samuel. And the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. So he was completing his commitment unto God, their commitment to go on a yearly journey to offer sacrifice. But Hannah went not up, for she said unto her husband, I will not go up until the child is weaned, and then I will bring him that he may appear before the Lord and there abide forever. Hannah made a commitment. She says, I am going to get him ready for the house of God. I am going to prepare the promise for the house of God. You may sit here barren, not knowing what your purpose is in your life. You may sit here not knowing what God has in store for you. You're sitting there looking at the things of the world and things that's trying to distract you. And the modern devices of this world 
pulling at you and the alerts that hit your phone and things that hit your inbox and the things that hit your, your internet searching browsing history and, and the radio and everything is vying for your attention all the while. A promise is crying out and God wants to give it to you because he has a plan. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I want to get to my final point here in just a moment. But Hannah made a purpose within her heart. I will not go to the house of God until I have committed, com completed my commitment that I will give unto the house of God my son Samuel. And she followed through. And Elkanah, her husband, said unto her, Do what seemeth thee good, tarry until thou have weaned him. Only the Lord establish his word. So the woman abode and gave her son suck until she weaned him. And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her and three bullocks and one ephah of flour and the bottle of wine and brought him unto the house of the Lord in Shiloh and the child was young. You may think just because God gives you something that that's all he's expecting in return. But I promise you, he wants something that's going to cost you. He wants something returned back to him that's going to cost you. This is not a free ride to be apostolic. It's not a free ride to be a part of a revival church. It's not a free ride to have children that God has promised you to come back to the house of God. He gave you a promise. Now you need to live according to the promise. Let it be birthed within your heart and God will let it come to birth and to pass and you'll walk into the house of God and say, God, you gave this to me, but it was so I could do so much more. I don't want to be selfish with what you gave me and expect that to be complete, but it's because this completes me to take the next step in your will. For the sake of time, she brought Samuel and gave him to the Lord. As long as he liveth, he shall be lent to the Lord. And he worshiped the Lord God, the Lord there. Now, so we find Hannah. She rejoiced in this. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation there is none holy as the Lord for there is none beside thee neither there any rock like our God now you may say how could a mother do this how could a mother pray for a child be given a child and then turn around and give that child away we do we come to the house of God and we dedicate our children it is not just a ceremony. It is not formality. Parents, you are giving your child to the house of God. It requires some maintenance. You cannot put more into their education, into their career path, than what you put into the house of God. If you're willing to let those things substitute the importance of the house of God, you are messing with the purpose of the promise. But Hannah took it serious. You know she did. Because you read on in verse 2, and this is what I want to bring to a close here tonight. And Samuel in 2.18 says, But Samuel ministered before the Lord being a child, girded with a linen ephod. Moreover, his mother made him a little coat and brought it to him from year to year. 
when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. Just because she gave it to him doesn't mean she didn't stop believing in the promise. Just because she gave Samuel to the house of God and let him be committed to that service. And we know we're reading in the book of Samuel. We understand what happens in the magnitude of Samuel's ministry. But what we find is, is a mother never stopped believing in her promise. She never ceased to say, well, he's no longer under my responsibility. He's no longer in my charge. But she would sit there all through the year making his next coat. I wonder how much he has grown this year. He must be this tall. He must be about this. And every year she would go and deliver a coat unto Samuel for him to wear in his service, in his ministry. And every year she would go back home and start on the next coat. It's not going to be easy, saints. It's not going to be an easy path. It's not going to be laid down before you. You don't have to just go buy the Powerball and hit the jackpot spiritually. It's going to cost you, and it's going to cost you dearly. It's going to cost you in such a way that you're going to give, and you may not see the residual effect every year. You may go back once and see the promise and say, you need a new coat. I've been thinking about you all year long. She came with promise. She had purpose deep within her heart. And there's something that happened. In verse 20 it says, And Eli blessed Elkanah and his wife and said, The Lord give the seed of this woman for the loan which is lent to the Lord. And they went unto their own home. And the Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and bare three sons and two daughters. And the child Samuel grew before the Lord. God's been dealing with some folks in this house to do something. And you've been reluctant. You've been hesitant. And if I dare say, you've been selfish. And God is asking you to follow through on what he's wanting to do in your life. And you become far too comfortable for God to bless your current status. God wants you to step up to the occasion and do what the promise demands from you. Not what Brother Goff, words I'm saying, me. Look beyond me. Forget about me. I want you to listen to what God's trying to speak to someone. I'd have much rather taught the Bible lesson that I have before me. But I feel so, so importantly that God impressed upon me this verse of Scripture while I was on the platform ready to come up and deliver what I'd been working on all the way up until service time. And I say that not for accolades, but to show you the importance of what I'm trying to convey that God has laid on my heart. God is calling some of you to a place that's not comfortable. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy at all. But you've got to maintain the promise. You've come far too complacent, and you've been able to walk into church, being able to do your thing, and walk out and check the box. But God is calling you to a deeper commitment in Him. Can we stand this evening?
I don't bring a word of judgment. I hope I bring a word of encouragement. Only you know where you're at with God. I'm sure pastor has a pretty good idea as well. But this man standing before you, I have no clue. I only see the expression on your face. And I don't judge you. You're you, I'm me. But God has a word for you. And if you could just understand what God is trying to do in your life right now, give God the chance to bless the promise that He has given you and let it come forth and be a beautiful thing. But don't get attached to it. Give it back. Your backslid children walk in and sit on a pew and pray back through the Holy Ghost. Give them back. Whatever you've been longing for that God has promised to you, He gives unto you and blesses you and richly rewards you. Give it back. Because if you don't, it'll probably be the last one you ever get. You're keeping you from getting three sons and two daughters. God is trying to renew and awaken something inside of the hearts of the saints of God tonight. We need to really find out what's going on in our hearts. That way God can move in our services, in our city, the way that he wants to. And I would ask you this, the one question, if I could even put a title on this, what about the children? What about the children? Can we lift our hands and talk to him tonight? Heavenly Father, God, I don't know. I don't know what you have for someone tonight, God. But I delivered what you put on my heart, God, and I told you I would. God, I asked for fruit to come from it. God, you don't just speak to empty ears, to hearts that don't hear. But God, you gave this word so somebody would know that you're talking to them and they're on your radar and you know exactly what they're going through. God, you have a word for someone tonight. And God, I pray through the wisdom that you gave that it spoke to someone. Lead them and guide them. Saints of God, I would ask that we find us a place to pray. If you don't need it tonight, help create the environment of your brother and sister for this word. Let it reach down and grow. Come make your petition known unto God. Don't worry about what those around you may hear you say, but let God reach down. And I dare say, don't brush it off, saying of God, you may think, oh, this doesn't apply to me. It may not today, but it will. It will. Hallelujah. Let's talk to him tonight, saints of God.